Don't touch that dial. There is more Highway 89 to come. This Highway 89 Extra is brought to you by Oliver Yatsugafu, who is a Brazilian violinist and conductor. He spent time getting his master's at the University of Georgia in Athens. And I'm pleased to sit down and talk to Oliver about violin playing, about being a conductor, about the music system in Brazil. And a specific question from his thesis I think is very interesting. Oliver, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. You were born in Brazil. Yes. In right. what city? I was born in a small city called Biritiba Mirim in Sao Paulo state. Aha. Uh-huh. And how soon did you discover music in your life? Well, very soon I began playing the piano at age of five. The violin I actually started playing when I was uh, 11 years old. So you're here in Utah today working with students at Utah Valley University. You're right. here with us at Brigham Young University. Tell me what the workshops are, what you're doing, and what you're playing. Well, I got this invitation. Actually, was by a professor at the language department, and uh, I was invited to give a lecture there and play some Brazilian music and talk about what they call Brasilidade, uh, which is like uh, how it's the music making in Brazil. Mm. Then I, uh, I'm going to play a recital with some of the faculty members of the Department of Music there. You're playing something by Eitor Villa-Lobos, Brazilian composer. What will you play? Right, yeah. I'm going to play the quartet number one. We hear here in the States a lot about El Sistema in Venezuela, which is kind of, a, I suppose you'd say, a government-funded music program that even reaches down into the junior high and the grade school level, the younger school levels. Is there something like that in Brazil, or is it more like the U.S., where that's mostly all private study? In Brazil, we have a lot of projects with music. Actually, they are like social projects, which tend most like poor children who don't have any conditions to even buy an instrument and pay for private lessons. So there is this uh, government program which allow all the children, you know, to have access to music making, music learning instruments. Well, you started very young. Were these private lessons that you took with your family or were you involved in a school system like that? In my case, I went to like a private school, so my parents paid for everything. Were they musicians themselves? No, they just appreciate and... Well, that's good. (laughs) What did they think when you decided to play the violin and be a conductor? Oh, well, my father didn't agree much. He thought I would have a very difficult career, you know, as a musician. And in Brazil, in part, it's uh, true, but I just decided that I would go for it. Why not? It's what you love. Yeah. And now, like, my father is very proud of me, you know. <laughs> like, when I said, oh, that I'm going to the United States for playing and for lectures and everything, he was so happy for me. Well, you've been to the Hugh Hodgson School of Music at the University right. of Georgia at Athens. You're a violin professor now. You can correct my pronunciation, Universidade Federal de Mato Grosso in Brazil. That's right, yeah. I'm an assistant professor there. How much time do you spend playing the violin or teaching violin compared with conducting? Well, the conducting thing came just uh, after. I don't have like a degree uh, like I have in, you know, my doctor in the violin performance. I just have private lessons and uh, get to conduct 
in Brazil. I was an assistant conductor of Camerata Florianópolis. I've been reading about your solo turns. You've been a soloist with various Brazilian orchestras, such as the one you right. mentioned, the Symphony Orchestra of Paraná right. and Bahia. Quite a list of soloists. Do you have composers that you most love to play their solo violin works? Of course, yeah. I got to play the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto a few times. That was actually my dream as a child. So when I got to play a solo with orchestra, that's like, you know, a dream coming through. Yes. So. <laughs> I want to ask about some of the places you have played, Italy, Portugal, Austria, China, Japan, Australia. You have been able to travel quite a bit and play. Obviously, if you go to that many countries, you'll find languages you don't speak, although you do speak four languages. <laughs> I'm quite I mean, impressed. But do you find that music just breaks down all those barriers when you're working with people? That's right, yeah. So the music, it's like a universal language. You know, even if I can communicate with words, mm -hmm. then when we play music, it's like everybody gets to communicate very well to each other. So I was reading about your thesis, and most people would say, oh, my thesis, that will be so boring. Except, right. because you're a musician, I think you have a really interesting subject for your thesis, which was performance and practice issues in Bartok's Sonata for Solo Violin. Yeah. So what are the difficulties in practicing and learning a sonata, particularly this one from Bartok? Well, it was a big challenge for me, maybe the biggest, because this is very hard, you know, uh, music to not only to play, but to understand everything related to this uh, piece particularly. is very special. I'm very proud of myself that I could play and write, you know, about this uh, fantastic piece. What is it that makes yeah. it so difficult? Is it, is it the fingerings or the intervals? What makes it difficult for a violinist to play? Well, many things uh, about fingering because it's very dissonant. Some parts of it are atonal and makes it harder for us to play in tune and also very complex rhythmically. So just to get all this solved, it takes quite a time. I think it's very interesting. Not only did you write about the piece, but you learned the piece so that you could perform it as well. Yeah, I mean, since my uh, degree is related to performance, I, with my uh, major professor, we decided, you know, just to go for it, to have a research with a piece of music, which in my case was Bartok's uh, Violin Sonata, and also all things related to the performance. Nice. Because you do travel a lot, when you go to different places and you work with students, are there different styles of playing in different countries? Or since people travel so much, is it mostly one style worldwide? Uh, good question. It depends. My teacher, my violin teacher here in the U.S. is from Russia. So, so you're from Brazil in the U.S. with a Russian violin teacher. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but nowadays I think it's very common to have this kind of situation. And if we have an identity, it's not very pure. It's a mix of, you know, various cultures from different places. I think this is uh, this mixture mixture of cultures is just enriching experience. 
You have competed many times, lots of different competitions. What advice do you give to someone who is about to be in a competition or an audition? How do you learn to concentrate on the playing and not worry about being nervous or the jury or the audience? Right. It's really big thing being a competition. Making music is not about being a competition. Mm. But for me, I just thought I would try out, you know, some competition just to get to a higher level of playing and to be in a stressful moment. So put myself in a situation where I kind of suffer, you know. <laughs> For your <But> art. <laughs> if I can overcome all this, then maybe I have a chance to be a greater musician. So that's what I thought. So my advice If anyone wants to try out, I would say go for it. Yeah. Have the experience. Have yeah. the experience. But I like what you said that it's not just if you enter a competition. So if you come in third, you don't think, oh, no, I lost, I failed. But you're thinking, I've brought my playing up to a higher level. I had the experience of playing for the audience, all of that. That's it, yeah. Because I've seen many, many violin players and... Not necessarily the best, you know, musician wins. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, we see many great players. They just, you know, the situation, they get nervous. They don't do their best, but I know they are so good. Dr. Oliver Yatsugafu has a career as a chamber musician, a soloist, also a teacher. He's in Utah doing workshops and performances. We're grateful, Dr. Yatsugafu, that you came in and spoke with us today. That's my pleasure. Thank you so much.